Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. The book of Revelation is probably one of the key passages of Scripture as it relates to Bible prophecy. I have a five-hour audio series on CD that is available. You can purchase yours and have your own study through the book of Revelation. It's entitled, Walk Through Revelation. That's the title of the five-hour audio series. And right now, we're going to take a moment and listen to one of the segments on this CD audio series, Program of the Tribulation, Part 3. This is the scripture that deals with what happens at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Walk Through Revelation in just a moment, but right now let's take some time for our Bible study. If you have your Bibles handy, just go quickly over to the book of Jeremiah, chapters 50 and 51. This is a prophecy that God gives the prophet to the nations, Jeremiah. Notice what it says in verse 1 of chapter 50. The word that the Lord spake against Babylon and against the land of the Chaldeans by Jeremiah the prophet. Look at verse 13. Because of the wrath of the Lord, it shall not be inhabited, but it shall be wholly desolate, Every one that goeth by Babylon shall be astonished and hiss at its plagues. Go over to verse 39 of chapter 50 of Jeremiah. Therefore the wild beast of the desert with the wild beast of the islands shall dwell there, and the owls shall dwell therein, and it shall be no more inhabited forever. Now that word forever is the Hebrew word olam, O-L-A-M. It's the same word that is connected with God. El Olam, that is talking about the God and his eternality, the everlasting God. Well, when you take Olam away from El and talking about the eternality of God, whenever that word is then applied to something else, it means forever, as long as God is. So the text tells us that Babylon will be no more inhabited forever, neither shall it anyone dwell in it from generation to generation. Look at verse 40 of chapter 50 of Jeremiah. For as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighbor cities thereof, saith the Lord, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell therein. Go to chapter 51 now and verse 29 as we continue to look at the statements by this prophet that Babylon will be destroyed. Verse 29, chapter 51. And the land shall tremble and sorrow, for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. Look at verse 37. And Babylon shall become heaps, a dwelling place for dragons and astonishment, and a hissing without an inhabitant. Verse 43, her cities are a desolation, a dry land, and a wilderness, a land wherein no man dwelleth, neither doth any son of man pass thereby. I've given you seven proof texts only here in Jeremiah 50 and 51, many other passages of scripture talking about Babylon being totally destroyed devastated and never to have inhabited live in it again. That has never happened. These prophecies have never been fulfilled. They will be fulfilled. And the reason I give you this background is we've looked at the rise of Babylon. We looked at the opportunity for the Babylonians to still have a location there in the land that is known as modern-day Iraq. It's about uh, 58 miles southwest of modern-day Baghdad, Iraq. And in fact, the prime minister 
of the country comes from Babylon itself, Hillel, which is a suburb of the city of Babylon. In the Bible, when you talk about Babylon, it's not only talking about the literal city of Babylon, but it's taking into context the area of the entire state, the entire nation of Iraq. Look with me, if you will, at chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. This is the last three and a half years of the tribulation period. Let me remind you what happened with the Antichrist. In the first three and a half years, the Antichrist will be headquartered in the city of Rome. That's chapter 17, the seven-hilled city, verse 9 of chapter 17. And he will be heading up a one-world religion, ecclesiastical Babylon. That mother-son cult that started 4,500 years ago in the literal city of Babylon, started by Nimrod, Semiramis, his wife, and their son, Tammuz. Those are the two recipients of the co-worship of the mother and the son. Well, that's chapter 17 of the book of Revelation. Remember in verse 16, it talks about the revived Roman Empire hating the church and burning the church, killing it, wiping it out. The Bible tells us in chapter 17, verse 17, that God hath put in their hearts, in political leaders' minds and hearts, to fulfill his will and to agree, and they gave their kingdom unto the beast. Now, the beast described in chapter 13 of Revelation is the Antichrist. And so the revived Roman Empire will give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Now notice chapter 18, verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the stronghold for every foul spirit, and cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Basically, we see in chapter 18 of the book of Revelation, the judgment upon Babylon. Now, we're talking about literal Babylon when we come to chapter 18 in our study of the book of Revelation. In chapter 17, it talks about a woman, a prostitute, a whore. That's talking about a false church. In chapter 18, it talks about a city. The word Babylon is used three times in chapter 18. The word city is used seven times, so ten times it's referring to a city, and I would suggest the literal city of Babylon. We're talking about a religious system in chapter 17. We're talking about a governmental, economic, political system in chapter 18. In chapter 17, when they destroy the one world church. Nobody cries. Nobody's upset about it at all. But we get to chapter 18 and we see when this city, the literal city of Babylon is destroyed, the merchants of the church who have waxed rich through her abundancies are crying, are very, very sorrowful. Notice verse 8, therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication 
and live deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Babylon is a literal city that will be the headquarters for the Antichrist who will rule over one world economic, political, governmental system. After the false religion, the ecclesiastical Babylon of chapter 17 is destroyed. The Antichrist leaves the seven-hilled city of Rome. He goes to Jerusalem. I mentioned earlier in a different study that he walks into the temple, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4. In that temple, he claims to be like the Most High God, which is the abomination of desolation. He disgraces uh, the temple. He desecrates the temple, the abomination of desolation talked about, and a prototype of it in chapter 11 of Daniel will take place at the midway point. At that time, the false prophet uh, will put a statue in the Holy of Holies and perform miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles to cause the world to worship that image of the beast. That is the time when 666 will be put on the foreheads or the back of the hand. If you're going to buy or sell, you must have the number of the Antichrist. Well, Antichrist leaves Jerusalem. The statue of the Antichrist is there in the temple. That's good enough for him. He goes into Babylon and sets up this one world economic, political, governmental system. And from out of Babylon, literal Babylon, in that city that was ruled by Nimrod, ruled by Alexander the Great, that location will be where the Antichrist will headquarter in the last three and a half years. But the city will be destroyed. That's what Isaiah 13 and 14 tells us. The prophecies of Jeremiah 50 and 51 referred to that as well. By the way, chapter 50 and chapter 51 of the book of Jeremiah says the problem is because the Babylonians desecrated those implements that had been taken from the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Because of his temple, he's going to bring judgment upon these people, the Babylonians, which will be, of course, the foundation for the Antichrist's leadership for those last three and a half years. It tells us here in chapter 18 that in one hour this city is going to be destroyed. Look at verse 10 of chapter 18 of Revelation. Standing afar off for the fear of her torments, and alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. In verse 17, for in one hour is great riches come to naught. And then in verse 19, the last part of it, for in one hour is she made desolate. This is really the fulfillment of the last of the 21 judgments. There are seven sealed judgments. There are seven trumpet judgments, the seven vile judgments. Thank you so very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book, in particular the book of Revelation, and part three of the tribulation. What's going to happen at the end of the seven-year tribulation period? This is all part of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled Walk Through Revelation. You need to have your own copy. I do not go numerically through the book of Revelation. I teach it chronologically, which is the only way you'll really understand this prophetic passage of Scripture. The book of Revelation, it's a must-study if you're a student of prophecy. You can call our toll-free number and get your copy of Walk Through Revelation, the audio series, by calling 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from across America. That's 877-674-3298. 
By the way, you can go to our website and get a copy of this series as well. Prophecytoday.com is our address on the website. Go to our shopping mall and order your copy of Walk Through Revelation, a five-hour audio series on CD on the book of Revelation. I'm so glad that you could join us. And I guess, you know, as we study Revelation, we become more and more aware of the fact that Jesus Christ could come for the rapture of the church at any moment. Before all of the tribulation begins, he shouts, the archangel shouts, the trumpet God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him. By the way, that rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...